Hey everybody, welcome back to the show dedicated to making you a better age group triathlete and also bringing you stories of motivation and positivity while having a crap ton of fun along the way. And I think this episode does all three. So really excited for this one because as you know, those of you that follow me on Instagram at jmac underscore tries know that my first A race of the season was a week and a half ago. It was Rev3 Quasi here in Connecticut a pretty gnarly, hilly Olympic uh, distance course that I've done many times, and um, it was top of my list for a lot of reasons. So I went into it on a six-week training program with my new coach, Ivan Dominguez, had some lofty goals. Uh, One of my biggest goals was to crush the run and podium, and uh, I definitely crushed the run and was four seconds away from podiuming podiuming in my age group. Um, But that's uh, a whole nother story that we will get into shortly. So mission pretty much accomplished. And I was fortunate because it's a local race. I was able to race with a lot of my good friends in the area. And one of the guys that I got to race with was a good friend of mine that's become a good friend of mine as our kids are on swim team together, Mr. Eric Barone. And Eric can be found all over uh, Instagram and social media as Big Guys Try. So Eric is, this is his third season doing triathlons. He, it's his second Olympic distance race. And at the end of this year, he has Ironman Atlantic City 70.3 coming up. So he's a competitive Clydesdale athlete who is just having such a good time out there racing and training. And I'm having a lot of fun just uh, connecting with them both on social media and locally on training rides and runs and at the pool as well. So uh, this conversation is really cool because we decided that we were going to do, I wanted him on my show at some point. And what better way to put him on my show than do our race reports for Rev3 Quasi from both of our perspectives. So if you saw my last post on Instagram, um, that was Eric on the podium. So yes, he came in first in the Clydesdale division, which I'm so psyched for him. And he was extremely excited and emotional. And uh, it was cool to just be up there with him. So um, although I found that afterwards, I was in fourth place, but that's a whole other part of the conversation that we'll get into shortly. So Eric and I had this great conversation. We talked a little bit about his background leading up to the race, and then we go into explicit details of how the race unfolded for both of us and uh, what the future looks like for both of us. So I'm going to try and convince Eric not to do a full Ironman anytime soon, but that's okay. So uh, pretty cool that I got the opportunity to have Eric on my show. It's a lot of laughs, a lot of fun. goes a little longer than normal because I had to rein Eric in a little bit, but I promise you it goes by uh, pretty quick. Eric's just a totally gregarious guy, and we had a really fun conversation. There is some explicit language in this, so I'm warning you now, most of it, if not all of it, came from Eric, but that's okay. It's all good. And uh, before we get into it, I just want to thank Zane Cycles for sponsoring my podcast and my triathlon season. Pretty cool. So Zane's is local to me and Eric and a big supporter of my show and big supporter of all the triathletes here locally in Connecticut. So without further ado, Mr. Eric Barone and our Rev3 Quasi race report. What's up, Eric? What is up? Why am I on speakerphone? I told you I was going to kick you over to speaker. 
Do I leave it on speakerphone? Just don't touch it. Okay. I'll leave it as is. <laughs> all right. Lovingly. I could, uh, I could hear you perfectly fine, so we're all good. Good. How you doing? I'm good. What's up? Nothing, man. It's you exciting. Uh... I'm on the J-Mag podcast. The J-Mag tries podcast show. Yay me. <laughs> what number am I? I'm, let me guess. Let me guess. 28, 29. Uh, so I've had, you're the 26th interview but this will be oh. episode 33 or 34 holy crap I actually like 26 when i okay. used to play uh what was it nhl hockey on on uh PlayStation, <laughs> i'd always make my own player to play uh-huh. my teams and i don't you know, the guy would be sven anderson and his number would always be 26 and he was from sweden there you go I'm half swedish so half swedish that's right half viking yes <laughs> and uh was was he as big as you are now oh yes big Early defenseman just go out there and he would just his his speciality was just crushing people so it was awesome just like you do on the on the race course not yeah yeah right up until that point they have that thing called the run that's where i turn into just a pylon for everybody to go around (laughs) yeah well i mean this is kind of what brings us to our conversation is it was good enough for uh shall we drum roll it Uh, (laughs) first place clydesdale division yes Rev three quasi first place Clyde's division 2018. It was me. I did it. Uh, it's funny. Cause I going into the race, I looked at the times and I was like, I can do all right. I think I might be able to place at least in Clyde's age group. No chance. Cause all you little skinny guys run like gazelles and <laughs> us big six foot plus 220 plus guys. We just, I don't know. Maybe they can. And maybe there's big guys that can run fast. Not me. The bike. Yes. The swim. I'm good. Just that run is where I get gas. But, yes, I was so psyched to get my first first place. I wasn't expecting it, especially on that course, because if anybody who's listening has done Rev 3 Quasi, you know it's all hills. It's just a like pretty bad hill. Like, on the run, there was, like, the first hill. I'm like, oh, that was pretty significant. Then you get to mile three, and you're like, holy crap, that's a wall. It's not a yep. hill. And it's in a neighborhood. Like, what do these people right. do in the winter? I was thinking, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? I mean, it's just like taking your life in your own hands, you know? Um and then there was uh, the lovely hill to finish the 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 ten k. That was, it wasn't as bad. It was that was just more of a slow grinder. The best part though was, right when you're going under the road, yep. the overpass was that like railroad or road overpass. There was a dude yeah. that was playing music, and he was playing uh, Audio Slave, <laughs> and I was like, oh, that was just what I needed to hear. Just something with some balls to it. You know what I mean? No, no Justin Timberlake. No, no, what's his name? <laughs> Dave Matthews. I need to sit with like grinding guitars, and you know, hence. You know, if, if people know, have people ever seen the picture of our thing, I like to throw up the old devil horns all the time because I'm an ex metalhead kid. Not ex metal, I am a metalhead. That's right. The horns will be up on the uh, on the post of this on Instagram. So for for both of us, yes. Your, yours was a little a little better than mine. And I don't know if you. So we were waiting around to hear you finish. A bunch of us that we race and train together. Which, dude, you don't understand how good I'm gonna feel. <laughs> that. that made me feel so <laughs> awesome. Turn it into the shoot and then turn it like a quick left and then mm-hmm. bend right before you make the last left. And when I made that left, I looked up and I'm like, oh my God, they're all there. My partner was like, man, they were all fast. But partner was like, oh, they're all there to root for me. That dude, you guys, you such a good boost for my ego. And I think that's why I showed so much emotion getting over that finish line. It was just had just to have you guys there because my, my fam, my wife and yeah. kids weren't there. It's just to me, you always talk about how the, the world of triathlon is like this small world. And I've, Still, because I'm so new to it, I'm still have yet to experience it. But to have you guys there and then the other people that were on the course with me come up to me, it was just really cool, man. And it's starting, it made me start to realize like 
this is a very small world and everyone for the most part is out there to like really like give everybody a pat on the back you know the old attaboys i mean don't get me wrong there's our those guys the peacocks <laughs> out there with the four million dollar bikes and the arrow helmet a couple of who i yeah as you should anyways Oh, dude, it's just, but anyways, but that, yes, that's, yes, coming in that finish suit and throwing up the horns, that was, there was a lot of emotion there. I just, I felt so accomplished because I'd never, that was, a you know, for, for me to do an Olympic for my first race of the season, that was a pretty big, I'm like Mr. Sprint yeah. guy, you know, and then to do well on that course was, an, I think it's a pretty good achievement considering I never even like pre-rode the course. I never drove the course. I didn't know nothing from nothing. So to go at it just completely somewhat blind and just on faith of my own strength and my abilities and then to still come out with, a, a, a you know, a, a age group or whatever, division yeah. win, it's pretty cool. I'm very happy. No, and that course is no joke. I mean, they don't call it the, the beast of the Northeast for no reason. Um, no. It is, you know, so we, we both did the Olympic. Um, I've done the half, yep. the 70.3. Oh, and uh, the 70.3 has close to 4,000 feet of climbing on the bike and i think that the the olympic was what close to two thousand feet of climbing is that what it was but but the funny part is they always say this you go in fearing the bike and you leave talking about the run hell yeah i didn't fear the bike my bike to me is like there's gears on bikes for a reason you know what i mean so like you can always get up something even if you have to granny gear it you'll get up but the run i mean there ain't no other gear than what you got on, on yeah, your legs. That's a good day, point. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, the, one of the worst parts about that run is obviously the uphills, but those downhills suck just as bad. Because they're, they're just yep. steep enough where you're like, all right, I can run really hard and risk falling right. over and hurting myself, or I can go slow, but now I'm, like, heavily impacting. Every time my foot goes down, I'm running the risk of, like, crushing my – I'm sure there's some tendon that takes up all that shock, <laughs> yeah. you know, your hips and everything. So it's – yeah. I remember going down that after the mile three hill, I was going down and some, this really nice guy came up to that. And I, he, he obviously passes <laughs> me. He's passing me on the downhill and he goes, you're doing great. One Oh seven. Keep it up. Keep it up. I'm like, I think I'm going to yeah. fall over. <laughs> Which is the funniest and, thing, and you got to take know? that sharp, right. If it was um, on one of those downhills, it's like a super sharp 90 degree, right. Yes. Yes. Uh, it, it, so it's just like just as painful, you know. I mean, obviously going up yeah. first, but yeah, coming down is just as bad. Um, but I would that 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 mile three hill was crazy too because I'm like like 200 300 feet from the actual the actual top of the hill. They have an aid station with mm-hmm. like porta pots and stuff. I'm like, why don't you just move it 300 <laughs> feet up the road so people have something to shoot for? It's like it's almost like oh, here's a drink of water. Now keep right. going. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like the baton death climb. <laughs> But, but anyway. the best part is when you go back to what I was saying when you finished. And so we're waiting and we hear the announcer just he said something like, you know, Eric Barone from Connecticut. Oh, my God. He had the most fun out there or the best finish or something like that. Like, oh, totally. Oh, really? Because you stopped and you totally just hammed it up for the, uh, for the oh, finish. Oh, I took it in. Do you know what it is? <laughs> and, I, and this is totally like, all right, you're going to have to allow me to stop moment. <laughs> I remember on the run. I got past like right before we came back out on the main road. I'm like, all right. So those people are going to be finished in front of me, obviously, because there's no way I'm catching them. So I look over my shoulder. I can't believe I was doing this. I'm like, I look over my shoulder. There's like nobody behind me. Like, oh, I'm going to have the finish line all to myself for about 20, 30 seconds. I'm like, yes. So then I saw you guys. So then I was like really sprinting. So knowing there was no one behind me, like I'm just taking my time and enjoying this because like how often do you like come across a line like that and have no one yep. around you? Like, how often do you see people, their finisher pictures, there's like 9,000 <laughs> people, you know what I mean? 
I'm like, at that point, I was like, time schmime, whatever. I want to get good finishing pitch, right? <laughs> well, you definitely player. got it. So, yeah, it was that was it, and, and Red Three puts on an awesome. That was my first Red Three experience. They put on an awesome race. I have nothing to judge it yet. Again, other than the Boston try, which is the other biggest race I've done. Most of everything else I've done is just been little sprints here and there. So yeah, Rev Three puts on a good show. You there? Still there? Okay, what happened? Yeah. That was weird. I what don't happened? know. What is the last thing you, you heard said? Rev Three, and you stopped. Oh, I just said Rev Three puts on yeah. a good show. Yeah, real good show. No, and that's one of the things. So that's their tenth anniversary of doing the uh, the Olympic race, um, and it's always they just try and get try and be a little different from the other races that are out there yeah um you know iron man et cetera, et cetera. so um, yeah. yeah you'll see so so let's kind of give your backstory so you did this is your second olympic race uh yes right yes you, you did because you did boston last year boston was my first olympic so i yeah and then everything else has been sprints it, so i did the, my first race ever was so a little bit of a quick backstory I work for a big television network that does a lot of sporting events. I'm sure people figure out it's four letters. Anyways, it's in Connecticut. Um, I got crewed to go. I do one of the th- one of the things I've done in my broadcasting career is I do Steadicam, which is a camera you run around with and you wear it and you wear this vest and it's very heavy and it's fun and it allows you to do really cool things. So, anyways, I got assigned to do Steadicam at the Indy 500. This is three years ago, two years ago, and I knew it was going to be a long day. And at that point in my life, I was not in the best of shape. I could maybe run two miles maybe i never i always could ride a bike pretty good but running was just not my thing so knowing i was gonna go to the 85 it was gonna be a long day i started to get in shape i started getting in shape i started hitting the gym and i was like i'm actually going to the gym every day who who are you you know did practice in my running and i you know got in pretty decent shape did my first indy 500 it was a great experience i probably could have worked out a little bit more to get ready for it anyways come back that's in memorial day weekend i come back and I'm still going to the gym, but I have nothing really to shoot for, nothing to work out for. And then a friend of mine, uh, it's actually my, my, my daughter's best friend's uh, mother. She was like, oh, I signed up to do the Hammerfest Triathlon, which is in our hometown, Brantford, Connecticut. And I'm like, she's like, do you want to do it? I'm like, yeah, that'll be kind of cool. It's like I've always, I always enjoyed watching, you know, Iron Man, you know, the big <laughs> Iron Man Kona race on TV. That was always cool. I mean, I, <laughs> I remember somebody, somebody saying, like, are you sure you want to do that? Like, Clap themselves and stuff when they're doing triathlons. I'm like, I can't be that. I mean, I don't think I'm 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 gonna allow myself to do that. <laughs> so I I signed up. I got it. I'm like, all right, I'll do it. So I signed up for this. Now that race is until September, and this at point it's July. So I had like the whole summer to get ready for it. It was interesting, like getting ready for it. It was you know getting more because my your daughter, my daughter are on the same yep. swim team. So it's like, go, it's like learning how to swim fast. Like I always knew how to swim, but how to swim fast. So when you go to the gym with your daughter and she's like a rock star, <laughs> right. it, it just destroys you in the pool. You just feel like so much less of a man. So I started going by myself <laughs> right. early in the morning and just putting in the miles, putting in the miles and getting to swim better. I think I did the, the first race I did it. I used to, ha- I had a Trek hybrid, right. kind of a hybrid, you know, bike. I did it on a hybrid bike. I did okay. I was really happy about it. And like anything else, it was the run that was the hardest part for me. But it got me hooked. After that first Hammerfest, I knew what, this is what I want to do because triathlon, as you know, and everyone else who's doing this and probably listening to this knows, it's, there's so much variety. Mm-hmm. It's like there's one day if you're not, you know, if, you're, if you just don't feel like 
swimming, you can go ride your bike. If you don't feel like running, just ride your bike or swim. If you want to do something crazy, you do a brick. You know what I mean? If you're injured, you could, there's always something you could do to work out the part of the body that's not injured, you know? And that's, and so I've been hooked. So then I started doing, I did the Hammerfest. The next season I did Hammerfest. I did a bunch of Cedar Lake, a couple of the Cedar Lake tries, Boston. What else did I do? Oh, Seaside Sprint yeah. in, in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Hammerfest again that year. So now this is my technically my second full season. So I've got Rev3 Quasi. My next big one will be Boston with yep. you. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to crush it. Nice. Um, and I'm probably going to try, <laughs> try and do a co- either Cedar Lake again in here in Connecticut or there's another one called like Terramongas. It's one of those like Thursday night series. I'd like to do one of those races, a couple of those. I'm trying. I'm thinking about I – mean, well, there, there's a couple of races I want to do. Maybe Hyannis. I don't know. Not Hyannis. What's the one down in – the one in Connecticut that you did was your first race? Oh, um, uh, up in Ni- Niantic. Niantic. Yep. Niantic Bay. I want to do that one. And then, uh, then I'm, my big race this year, I'm making the big okay. jump. Drum roll again. <laughs> I'm doing Ironman Atlantic City 70.3. So that, that's going to be a, a push for me. I'm not a push. That's going to be – that's what I'm shooting for. Okay. I'm like I'm, – I've done two half marathons, which if you said three years ago I, that you would have run two half marathon, you're going to run two half you know, marathon. I would have said you're out of your goddamn tree. <laughs> but I've run two half marathons. Lo and behold, I actually – this body can do it. <laughs> It's just going to be interesting to see if it will be able to do it after riding my bike for 56 miles. Right. <laughs> but I'm sure, I mean, everyone says Atlantic City, I've, it's pretty flat. And even they see on their thing, like, you will get like a PR on your half marathon time because it's so flat. You basically run up and down the, the that's right, the boardwalk. Atlantic yeah. Boardwalk. Yep. So that'll be cool. So I'm really looking forward. I just, it's going to be seriously a challenge. You know what I mean? mm-hmm. And I'm, again, I'm not looking, I know I, I can do it. I'm just like, it's one of those things like, and see how fast I'm going to do or just do my usual mantra and just do it to survive yep. and just survive the race. You know what I mean? We'll see. But you went into Quasi, you clearly knew, you know, what time you needed to get to do well in your, uh, in, in the Clydesdale division. So you... Yeah, well, yeah, when I look at, because that's what I did going into Boston last year and I ended up getting, last year when I did Boston, I looked at the times, I'm like, I'm going to be, so, if my, based on my times, I mean, it's a flat course, I'll, I'll be competitive. Yep. Turns out, the day of the race, I ended up getting third, but then on corrected time, like a week later, they had to, they had all these crazy corrections. I ended up getting second in Clydesdale. Uh, so obviously, you know what my goal is this year. Well, yeah, you got to you got to <laughs> knock off the dude that came in first, unless he lost like twenty five pounds and he's not at the division. Oh okay. well, hopefully they didn't went into his age group. He's off racing with you skinny guys. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'd be guilty not to say you'd be silly not to like look at times in, in your 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 division and see where you're at. You know what I mean? And just know you could be competitive. Yeah. But I'm not yeah. like, I don't know. It's just weird. I, 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 I try to be competitive, but I think if I get too much into it, then I'm, I'm going to run the risk of like overtraining and really hurting myself. And that's something I just, my mindset is just train, train hard, train enough that you get the conditioning. But like, I just can't see myself like killing myself, like doing hill repeats and all this stuff. You know what I mean? Which is why you make fun of all my training that I do. So, Yeah. <laughs> Well, I just tell you to get outside because it's warm enough now. Get off your train. Hey, and I'm, a, and I'm a, and that goes back to the training side, right? So I'm on the trainer doing very specific work. Um, yes, yes. <laughs> very specific. Work. Very specific work versus just getting out there and riding, which I do, on, which I also do. And I think it you need to do both. That's but that's my opinion. You definitely right. I agree. You do need to do do need to do both. But here's one thing I picked up at Red Three Quasi. Mm-hmm. Kind of 
say that this is how it is. This is just Mer- Eric Barone's, you know, <laughs> big guy tries, Mr. Perceive what I can see out there. I think so many people spend so much time on their trainers that there's inherent loss of good bike handling school- skills. Like when we, when I was out in that, there was a couple times on the bike course, I was like, what are these guys doing? And maybe that's guilty. It may, I don't know. Maybe they're, they're just don't want to move out of the way. It just seemed to me like there was a lot of like skittishness, like out, on the bike course. I mean, it could have been where I was having, it was at the, you know, on some of the big downhills and stuff. And it's just, it, it made me very conscious of everybody. I mean, obviously you want to be conscious of it as it is, but people were just doing stuff that I would not expect people out on, you know, racing to do, you know what I mean? Like people weren't holding their lines. It was, it was really sketchy. I don't know if that's a, and I don't want to say like all you people on trainers are nuts, but like, I wonder if there's a correlation between all the amount people are on Swift and stuff and not being out in the road. You know no, what I mean? So, uh, Am I, do I sound like an elite? No, you, well, it's, <laughs> you're not peacocking. No, I agree with you. So I spend the majority of my time on the trainer. And that's the one thing that freaks me out is my bike handling skills aren't spectacular because I'm, I spend so many hours on the trainer and a, a big right. part of my training is getting out there on weekends and doing, right. especially the hills around where we live, which is just so gnarly, but also, more important descending right i mean descending skills are just yep. as important if not more so that, than climbing that, and you can't mimic that, that anywhere what, except getting out there on the road right that's what blew me away was the first couple downhills at rev three i was like i would like literally just i just swing out to the left and i would just blow by yeah. people i'm like why are they going so slow and it's it, it, it's i i don't know i think i not but I come from a bicycling, a cycling right. back. I'm, I've always been, I way back in the day before I even bought my ever thought of buying a road bike, I was mountain biking like a madman. That's why it's so funny on my, my helmet. <laughs> I, laugh at the guys at your helmets. I have a mountain bike helmet with a visor because I'm like, and, you know, unless I'm like knocking on the door of like just missing out on the podium of first place in my age group by like three tenths of a second, I don't see the point in getting an aero helmet. So I wear my, I wear my mountain bike helmet with my visor as a tribute to my roots. Keep it, you know, call me a purist, whatever. I don't know. I just think it's funny too. Uh, (laughs) But like cycling for me, I've, I I come from that background. So I've always been good at bike handling, but it was like, I was like just shocked. Like no one's going fast on these downhills. Am I doing something wrong? Am I out of control? But I never felt out of control. You know, it's just weird. No, I agree. And and I, I will be the first to admit my descending skills suck. Um, But you know, we can't. We can't all be good at everything. So. <laughs> no, I know. Yeah, right. Well, I'm not, here's the thing, Grant. I, a lot of the people like, I don't have a tri bike. I'm. Yeah. I have a. My, yep. I have a Trekamonda SL with aero bars. You know, clip-ons. So I'm sure, I can go down on my drops and you know ride, and descend like I'm not you know going down you know in the Alps or something in Tour de France. Like I'm sure. I'm on a tri bike when you don't really have those drop bars. All you've got is that flat yeah. bar. And those, you know, I, I'm sure there's a little bit more of a learning curve there on that. So I will give some of the some of you guys a break on that. <laughs> yeah, but, but but wait till Boston when it's completely flat. And I'm in the arrows the whole time. So uh, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna put a weight vest on you. And put you in the bicep. <laughs> oh, dude! Last year when I was so here's here's a funny story. Last year at Boston, it, this is my dumb luck. I get out, you know, go through the swim, get out, get on my bike. Literally, I think maybe. 700 yards into my into the whole the 20 something i think it's 25 mile bike la, uh, leg i drove over a piece of packing tape that stuck to my front tire <laughs> and it stuck to my front tire for the whole race oh, God. it was like 
it sounded like when you're a kid and you take a like a playing card and you put it in your back tire it was like driving me crazy i tried to like i was like pedaling i would like reach down and try and rip it off but it, it must have been like gorilla tape because it wouldn't. I literally had to like rip it off after the race was over off my front That's tire. So funny. I'm like, just my dumb luck. But it was so funny. People were like, I'd be going by people like, they're like, is there something wrong with your bike? I'm like, no, it's just a piece tape. of tape. God damn it. <laughs> so, fun stuff. Awesome. Yeah. All right. So let's get back to Rev 3 because we got to give our, this oh, yeah. is, this, this is going to be a, a race recap as we kind of okay. recap this, our race and then head, and, you know, as we, as we close out this conversation. So, I pulled up our st- our stats for for the race. <laughs> Ooh, you pulled whoa stats. Yeah. Oh, now I was gonna know how slow. I'm no, going. no, but no, no. It's I'm not. We're not even gonna go by times. We're gonna look at. Okay. I, I was more like just how how each of us placed in our age group on each okay. each discipline. So um, so swim, which is the flattest part of the, the best swim, like hands down out of you know uh, a lot of races. I mean, that's just an awesome awesome lake to well, swim in. That lake is insane. I never, I've been to Quasi mm-hmm. to the amusement park there and stuff. I've never swam in it. I remember when I went out for my little warm up swim before the start. I was like, I could see the bottom, and I went. And usually, I'm a good gut, uh, uh, good judge of dip depth. Yep. I went to go stand up. I'm like, holy crap, this is a lot deeper than I thought it was. I mean, the water's so clear. Yeah, it's a big lake, and it, but it was not. The temperature was perfect. Oh, it was awesome. Right? I mean, I'm sorry. Go back to your stats. Yeah, no, no, that's fine. We don't have to go like this. Is not a buy the book conversation. Uh, my job is to keep right, this thing on, on track. You're... <laughs> yes, sir. I, I'm. If you want to go off the rails, I'm yeah, that's man. right. <laughs> so you um you had the second fastest swim in your division. You did. did so. You your time and you missed first play. Well, first fastest swim by 15 seconds. Are you shitting me? So here's so you you swam it in thirty oh six, and the yep. second fastest time was, or so the first fastest time was twenty nine fifty two. Holy crap! I didn't realize. Yeah, that, that dude must have been a serious. Um, Actually, I'm not that good of a swimmer. So, and then so I had the. You know what? You know what? You know what? You know where I would have got that fifteen goddamn seconds <laughs> Tell back? Me. The start of the race, I jump in and I'm like, oh, I'm feeling good. I literally three strokes in. I'm like, God damn it! I pulled my oh, that's where your goggles all messed up. And I put my goggles over just a little bit over the lip of my cap. And, and every time I would, because I'm a I'm a right side yep. breather. Yeah, I know you're supposed to breathe both bilaterally. Whatever. I can't. I just when I'm racing, I just go. I just always go right. So every time I take a breath, my my, my I don't know. I would just get water in my left eye, <laughs> and it kept happening. And twice, or no, I think I did three times. I had to stop, and I had to like pull my, you do the little pull, pop your goggles right. up your eyes, and pop them back on, kind of thing. <laughs> I bet that's why I lost my fifteen. There seconds. you go. I will. I will make a note of that in the uh, in the show notes. Yes, duly noted. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I had the fourth fastest swim time in in my division. That's pretty good, though. So uh, yeah, first. Pl- How would what did right, you do in what did you do the swim in? I'm gonna cry. Twenty three so seventeen. Dear God, are you a porpoise? I mean, seriously. Twenty three seventeen. So that's awesome. Um, okay, but this is where it gets interesting. So okay, so okay. so I'm fourth and you're for your second. But so I'm like, but how the hell did you come in first? Because the dude that came in first on your swim, yeah. where'd he go? You maybe he crashed. No, I don't. Hopefully not. But you crushed him on the bike by fifteen minutes. <laughs> Some dudes don't know how to bike. I you went know. 128 for uh, yeah. um, 17.6 mile per hour split. Oh, it's funny because I, 
I thought I I thought I got my my time on this guy by on the swim. So keep going. This is interesting to me. This is all news. See, I I break I break it down, man. And then you you must have passed him like he was tied to a tree because he went one forty for a fifteen and a half mile per hour split. Um, and you had the second fastest bike because the dude that had the first fastest bike. Yep. He went 126, so two minutes faster than you, but you crushed him by seven minutes in the water. So, <laughs> holy crap! So he never, dude. he never passed you on the bike. You, you were out. You, I was. You were. You led the bike. He was catching yeah. up. Holy you had crap. the helicopter following you the whole time on the bike. <laughs> and here he is, Eric Bro, and the kid at the side. That's right. <laughs> uh, how cool would it be to have like Paul Sherman? <laughs> Oh, yeah, totally, dude. I, hopefully, I'm not the only one in their brain when they're out on a ride by themselves. Like they just hear like Paul Shirt, and here comes the big guy, the big guy from Bramford, <laughs> the big man from Bramford, kicking over those big gears. Oh, Jesus. with those huge legs. Yes, I do have big legs. Okay, so then, so here's my skinny leg bike split. So I had the fourth fastest bike. Yeah. I went 120. For a 19 and a half mile per I, hour. You only beat me by eight minutes. That's cool. Now I don't think about it. Although eight minutes is like a, it's a freaking eternity. I know. That's okay. Um, and then the guy that the guy that smoked our age group went 115, close to 21 miles an hour. Dude, I want to check his bike for a motor because some of those times. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. Was he a pro? No, he had. Um, we came out of the water next week next to each other yeah we actually came out of the water yeah. together and then he just smoked the bike um then the next guy went 117 and then 119 and then i went 120 so um and then 122 behind me yeah so okay so you pull in so well here here's here here is the problem let's kind of backtrack for one second yeah yeah so this race is a pretty newer format to um, triathlon racing where they're doing time trial starts. Yes, to cut to stop cut down on the old yes. washing yeah. machine bash everyone people drown and you push people down your and, hands. And I like it up. because it's self seating. So it's not first come, first serve. It's right and and I like to hear your opinion on this. So I showed up at the beach and they they had two signs. They had a one fifteen per hundred pace and a one thirty per hundred pace. And they basically Yeah, yeah. I was way in the back by the, the one forty five and <laughs> But no, but but here's the cool thing, right? So I go right in the middle of both of them and some dude behind me goes, What are you gonna swim? And I said, I'm gonna go one twenty five. And he goes, Good, I'm gonna go one twenty seven. So we kind of staked our claim. And then sure. people just started showing up. They're like, where are you going to be? I'm a 140. I'm like, well, you're behind us. I'm a 110. You're in front of us. And it was really cool because nobody was a, an a-hole about it. Right. Because if, you, Which, if yeah. you wanted to be in the front, you got to be in the front. And the people that were not going to swim a 120 wanted to be in the back. So right. I had, you know, so at the start, I loved it because, look, I'm a, I'm a decent swimmer. I had... Nobody, I, You're I had nobody, Don't sell I had nobody to swim over. Right. It was just, everybody seed themselves pretty well. So I was pretty psyched with that. Right. right. And you, the way they had it, you know, it was, was it three Correct. across? It was like, you could go out and just find your own mm -hmm. lane. So that was nice. Yeah. But here, but here was, okay. That was the good part. Here was my problem. And, and we'll get this at the end. I didn't realize there was nobody I could find around me that was in my age group. 
so you were out. So if you think about this, you were out there all by yourself on the bike, yes. right? So you didn't know where you were relative, but, but nope. nobody passed you on the bike. So no, in your age group, we're talking about your age group. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You mean the fat guy? Group. <laughs> the cool. You can call it what it is. The big guy. The big guys try. The big guy. The big guy group. Um, but I had some guy on the bike scream by me in, in my age group. And how fast were you looking at his left calf? Totally. I'm like, I'm like, son of a bitch. And those numbers were small. So you couldn't see anything. Um, but it might've been this guy that I kind of went, said the same swim with, because for, I know he could have seated behind me and just blew by me. Well, okay. So, so here we go. So we're on the bike. Um, we get into T2, which by the way, you had a fast, what was your, your T2 time was pretty good, man. So look at you jump off the bike and you just take off. I don't, I don't, I don't mess around yet. I don't know. I've got the transition game down. To a, you know what it was? You know what it was? Blacklight, the new laces. From like last year when you saw my sneakers, like you need to get some, some quick, yes, that's uh, right. quick laces or whatever. The bungee the lock laces. laces. I literally yeah. bought them when I picked up my packet for this race. They just had them and I put, I used those. So yeah, that was, I, my sneakers were on like quick. Nice. The funny thing is I got lost going into transit T2. When I came into the area with my bike, I'm like, where the fuck's my rack? I I I, I was kind of in the general area, yeah. but I was like two racks away. Oh god! Anyways, I'm sorry. Keep going. No, that's okay. No, I get it. So, um, so now so now you come out on the run, and um, you had a good run, but you were the fourth fastest run in your age group, right. which is interesting. So you just basically put all the time in on the bike. Um, well, then that makes sense because to me that I mean, I, like I always say, the bike is my strong yes. one. I mean that's. My bread and butter. Yeah. Well, you clearly, because two guys were ahead of you by at least a minute, a minute and a half on the run. But, really? but you put the hurt on them on the bike. Like, they weren't even close. You, you had them by five minutes on the bike. Yeah. So, you definitely – I mean, hey, that's, if that's your strength, swim, crush the bike, and then hold on for the run. <laughs> it right. worked. I, well, that's pretty much been my – it's, it's kind of is my strength. I'm trying to improve the run. It's funny because, like – there's a guy, and I'm sure you're familiar, and people that are listening might be familiar, there's triathlon Taron out of Canada. He does a lot of YouTuber and all this stuff. And he even says, like, you know, I remember, I remember watching his videos. He's like, you spend the most time out of a triathlon or the most distance on a bike. That's where most people, if you're a good biker, you can make up a lot of gains. And then if you're a decent runner, hang on. So that's kind of been my mantra. Mm-hmm. My running is getting better. It's just not, I'm not, there's no way, I couldn't. I couldn't hold, like, you know, a mid sevens kind of thing. Even this race, I was like, the freaking hills killed me. <laughs> um, hopefully I'll get there. I had a weird experience in this physio, a physiological kind of thing, which happened the, the run right before red three quasi at red three quasi. And the last couple of runs I've, I'm, I've mm-hmm. done, I'm going through this weird physiological thing where my legs are strong and I feel the power in my legs. It's like my, my car, my lungs aren't keeping up with my legs now at this point, which is really weird. And usually it's the other way around. Usually I'm gassing out, you know, but the strength's there. I just got to work on my cardio, I guess. I don't know. It's really weird. Yeah. That's a whole nother conversation about how I could help you train better, but that's okay. (laughs) Go slow to go fast. Yeah, totally. I mean, you just got to build up the lung endurance, right? I mean, you have your leg strength. It's just weird. I think it's because I'm, I think on the bike because i've been biking so long mountain and road and all that i just i know on the bike what it what i need to do to recover while i'm on the Mm -hmm. bike i just need to transfer that learning and that to running and i still even after doing this for what now it's almost three years i'm still 
developing that run mentality and like what I need to do and where I can recover. I'm getting better. I'm definitely getting better. Like I'm learning, like take advantage of the slight downhills to like really open up your stride, get going a little bit faster. Right. Like then when you're on a flat, like just pace yourself and get yourself to recover a little bit. If you can attack a hill, it'll be over faster. If you get up, it I mean, it's all this stupid stuff that you inherently like common sense, but when you're out there going through it and sweating, your, you know, what's right. off, you can't really think straight. You're just like, just go, just go. <laughs> but when you actually have a plan, like, we have the Brantford road race this weekend and I have an attack plan this year because I want to get my best time ever. So I have a, I have an attack plan this year. So we'll see how that plays out. Okay, Cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, so, so back to the run T2. So yeah. So you had the fourth fastest run, but you, it was good enough to hold on for first place overall. in yeah. Clydesdale. By saying I won by six. Yeah. I mean, you crushed, you weren't even where to go. Uh, overall time. Time. Uh, look at you listen i hear the computer look yeah. at you got it's like the it's the jmac tries thing this is it and this is like the full studio i won't show you the legos that i'm climbing over to find the stuff and my daughter's <laughs> in, the, in the laundry next <laughs> so, to me but that's okay yeah, yeah um yeah six minutes six almost seven minutes you you was your holy crap yeah, man, not even like like tied to a tree those poor guys were Oh, that's awesome. The funny thing was, like, at this race, Rev 3, it's initially said you're going to have a C on your leg if you were in Clydesdale, but no, I had I had my age. Oh, interesting. So, like, when I was on the bike, I'm like, I was having to, like, gauge people's size. I'm like, is he Clydesdale? <laughs> or is he age I don't know. That's, I better not let him get too far in front of me. That's funny. It was – dude, nothing makes – you know, and, I, and this is going to sound like such a dick kind of thing, but, like, nothing makes me feel so inherently good as when I'm out on the bike and I see this dude and he's, like, got this – and, I, again, here I go – crazy tri bike with the arrow kit and this that and the compression socks blah, blah 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 and i just fly right by him on my technically it's just a road bike with clip on it, you know what i mean <laughs> and i guess that's the way it should be i'm like dude all that money you spent in that bike you probably could have spent on like other like races and had just as much fun as you're right. having now you yeah. know what i mean that's what's scary about triathlon you could go down the rabbit hole of spending money on stuff that you really don't Correct. need you know what i mean well it's, it's yeah i think the biggest thing you need to do is just train and uh yeah. you know so Going back to me because it is my podcast. So yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah, I'm, I'm this. <laughs> your balls. Oh yeah. No. Let's so, but I spent. You. So I'm gonna I'm gonna peacock for one second. So I've spent a ton of time yeah. working on my run, and it finally paid off. Um, yeah. Here, so I had the third fastest run. Um, what was was forty four thirty? Holy so, crap, dude! That's so awesome. seven tens. I was psyched with that. Seven tens on those yeah. hills. Yeah, dude. You know what I did? That's ridiculous. And so on the up, I because I've been doing a lot of hill work. Hill re, all those hill right. repeats you make fun of me on Strava about. That's yeah, yeah, where it yeah, paid yeah, off. But then on the flats, I was recovering and running like six twenties on the flats. So uh, God, I, 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 I <laughs> I'm going to recover doing six twenty. <laughs> dude, if I was doing six twenties. I probably would pass out and then have to <laughs> No, but it goes back to your, it goes back to the, you, it's, yeah, I think that the, the, the sport is won and lost on the run. So yes, you could definitely be a good, it totally, it totally you is. could be a good cyclist and you could, in your case, you did enough to keep yourself out front. Um, right. Whereas, so here, here's the drum roll for, for J Mac of how I did overall. <laughs> so I finished, I was pumped. I pull up yes. the little tick sheet. I got third in my age group. Yeah. Until they recalculated the time. 
games. Motherfuckers! Fourth place by four seconds. Because this goes back to the time trial star. So they, the guy that came in third must have started behind me. So therefore I, I beat him to the finish line, but when they recalculated all the times and it took them close to four or five hours to do it. I don't understand why if ever, if we're all going over the same line with the chip, right. And we're all going through the same gates and all that. Why does it take Why? What's the recalculation? It should just be time on time. No. Uh, Well, no, I mean this. So, okay. So here's the interesting part. The, the guy that crossed the finish line first for this for the half race and they called yep. him the winner ended up coming in second. <laughs> You're kidding. No, I was there. We saw him finish. You yeah. were too. So he crosses the tape. They're like, here's Joe Smith, first place, picture with the tape, blah, blah, blah. Results come out a couple hours later. He had the second fastest time. So oh. at the end of the day, yeah, it's, it's the fastest time. But that's the problem with the time trial start is you have no idea who's, where anybody starts. Unless you're lining up right, right, right. very, you know, the first corral. Well, even that, if there's somebody right behind you, three seconds behind you, and they're four seconds faster than you, they have the better time. Right. So um, That's crazy. But did, you, yeah. did you find – did you pass people on the swim, or were you pretty much – in the same group for the whole I life. was, you know, I go back to my, I, I liked the time trial start because I, I found that I didn't have to swim over people. Um, so it was, I, the people are in my area and we, we, we lined ourselves up like top 5%. Um, yeah. The people up there wanted to be up there. So I was pretty happy with, with the seating and I didn't have too many problems swimming around people over people. So how about you? I was the opposite. Like- yeah. I probably should have gave myself more. You should, ex- yes, swim. correct. And a lot of people and yes I, underestimate the swim. Yep. I did a lot of. Uh, I, I one person I kind of half submerged with when I was taking a stroke. I put my my hand came down right on their butt, <laughs> and I I get, gave them a little woohoo. Right. Um, but then there was a couple of, like groups, like groups of two three swimmers, like that. I pr- maybe could have like just rode in their wake, but they were just going so slow. I went around them. There was a couple guys that do were doing breaststroke at, after the second turn that I had to go around. But yeah, it was weird. I, I guess I gave myself more credit on the swim. You know what I mean? I just my my strategy going to swim is always just kind of get out in the open water. Even if that means you have to go way outside right. and don't be dead like online with buoy to buoy. Just kind of you know keep yourself away from all the the, the nonsense. You know, but coming in the, after the last turn. Me and this woman, I have these, there's some, uh, if you go to the finisher picks website, there's pictures of me and her coming out of the water and we shook hands. We like basically matched. <laughs> we were just, it was like a drag race, the whole last leg. And we just got out of the water. We just looked at each other. We gave some fist bump and grabbed each other's hands. You know, nice. it's really funny, but it's just, it's good to have when you finally find someone you can spar with, so yep. to speak, you know, and just push yourself. And I was like, I got to beat her. I got to beat her. You know, and it, it was good. But yeah, I, I definitely, yeah, I was just wondering, like, I, I had to swim over a couple of people. <laughs> well, you know, it'll be interesting because is Boston, is, is it an age group swim start? Do you... it, last year it was all age group. Yeah. yeah. It was like, you know, mass start. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Um, but I'll be in the back with the fat guy. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Don't worry about swimming over old bro. Well, this is good. So we got, what, it's probably like four weeks away, maybe six weeks away till Boston. Yeah. And then, yeah. so we could do our second race report after Boston. Yeah, dude, that'd be awesome. Yeah. And then I convinced you to do like Iron Man in Lake City. And then we're all set and done. <laughs> no, I'll let you. When do you go to Nat? You're going to Nashville. Nashville right? is in August, correct? Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, and that's when I get my ass handed to me and humbled by how fast people really are. So. <laughs> I know. 
I know. I mean, part of me is toying with the idea to see, like, well, I did this so good. They they have a Clydesdale National. They do. I saw it's this weekend. Yeah, it's it's in June. Yeah. Maybe next year it's something to shoot for. I don't know. We'll see. It, you know what? Might... It, it levels the playing field. So age-wise, gender-wise, and, and, and Clydesdale, Athena-wise. So. Right. It's just so funny, man. You talk to different people, and everyone has different takes on the whole Clydesdale, Athena thing. And I don't know. So It's almost like sometimes I feel guilty that I'm a Clyde. I don't know. It's weird. But, uh, I don't know. It's... Yeah, but you know what? I mean, look, it's, it's a whole different conversation. But I think someone that's yeah. – built like you you're just a big dude you're you're never gonna be 170 pounds um god if i was 100 i would look if i was 100 i would look like i don't know a holocaust survivor not that i'm making <laughs> no i know you say i mean yeah. that's it's just like you know it's just like i can't even imagine the fact that i'm right now i'm i'm like i go between 224 228 yeah. i'm a, like a four pound fluctuation right. and this is the skinniest i've been since I think even before I don't I don't know if I've ever been this skinny and you know until I was you know it's just right. nuts to have like to have lost this much weight and be this fit. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I never thought I'd be here. That that makes your sense. calves so are as big as like, my thighs. So, uh. <laughs> and that's the one weird thing I've always had big muscular calves, and I don't know if that's from if that's from skateboarding a lot when I was a kid and then just riding bikes yeah. as much as I have and mountain biking and stuff, you know. That's what they always say. Like if your calves have that split mm-hmm. in the middle, so you have like the, the horse the the horse yeah, hoof yeah. look kind of it, that means you're a cyclist. <laughs> I got the skinny runner legs, I guess. Or the um... Yeah, but you're so damn fast. <laughs> you and Diego, oh, it makes me <laughs> It's all good. All right, man. As we're wrapping this up, so your in- your yes. Instagram's back on track. Oh my God! How's everybody find yes, you? Yes, my Instagram, big guys try, all one word. Okay. It was hijacked for two weeks by Russians. <laughs> so it's not. The reason I know it was Russians because I looked at all my comments or whatever that had come in over the two weeks that wasn't my Instagram account, and all it is is just Russian women. That's awesome. So apparently they love me. There you go. So somebody must love me that much. They want they want to take over. You're like the Hasselhoff be... of Russia. Everybody loves you over there. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know it though. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I'll go I, if I ever had to go to like Moscow for work, I get off a plane and see people. Oh, it's. It's because of pride. <laughs> Could you imagine? That's awesome. You're like this like underground like celebrity in Russia. You have no clue. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you should find an Iron Man race out in in Moscow. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. No, I'm, I'm I'm not ready for that. Oh, yeah, you're not. Maybe uh, are you doing an Iron Man anytime soon? Just Iron Man, like see, like the full distance. Yeah. Uh, maybe next. Oh, year. Really? I'm thinking. Uh, I don't know. This is well. I'm gonna go. This is my 14th season. I've yet to do one, and. uh Really? I want to go an entire career without doing an Iron Man. That's my goal. So are you being like an elite the other way? Like I like I don't need to do an Iron Man to be a track no. Elite. So well, yeah. So not to. I don't need to do one. I don't have anything to prove to anybody. I don't think you have to do right. an Iron Man to be a triathlete. Um, I just think it drives me nuts that people are like, "Oh, my second year, I'm going to do a full Iron Man," and then they get hurt or hate it or never do it I, again. I totally agree. That's why I wasn't like, I'm going to do one this year. I'm like, I'm trying to be smart about it. And if you talk to all the people, the very like accomplished, like, like uh, triathletes, like the Iron Cowboy, that, that dude who did like 50 back-to-back Ironmans, mm-hmm. they all did the same thing. They all built up to that Ironman distance. Like, it's, yeah, you're right. There's a, a lot of people that do it the one and done because they're like, oh, I'm never doing that again. And most, most like, pros do it that way. I mean, one of my guests, Cody Beals, um, yep. he was crushing the 70.3 distance. He just went back-to-back wins last two weekends yeah 
And he, he, it, it took him like five seasons to find us to do an Ironman this year. So it's like, right. you know, if the pros are doing because they know it takes all these years to build up right. the strength and the tendons and just all those muscles. Um, I just see way too many people doing it and just getting hurt and getting being miserable. And um, yeah, <laughs> it's a, it is. Yeah, it's definitely a time commitment. Well, if you ever do one, <laughs> we'll do it. Just pick one that's flat. I'll do it with oh, you. Oh, is that but what I, it is? My mind, my mind right now is maybe, maybe next year do Ironman Maryland. I think it's in September. Is the full is the full distance yeah. one? They just had the the half this last week. Yeah, Eagle Man. Yeah. So that's the one I'm gunning for. Maybe because it's flat. Okay. Get get through Atlantic City first. Get through Atlantic. See City, how yeah. miserable you are at mile nine of the run, and then I don't. I hope I'm not. I hope I you're not too, but. It's crazy. There's a lot of people doing that race. I know. Like you, some of your ex get like Katie Papusha. She's doing yep. it. There's a bunch of guys from the C, the C3Y club are doing I it. I think now. Leanne, so be, Leanne DiLorenzo, one of my other guests is doing it. Um, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Is Daryl doing it? Excuse me. Uh, Brian's doing Darryl it. Is, but he's banged up right now. So, see, uh, he's pushing himself to get that half next week. And he has a half coming up. I'm like, y'all got it. not. He's I, well from, he's doing, he's good. He switched. He's doing Patriot half. Well, he's going to do the, he's doing the um, aqua bike now. Cause his foot's all jacked. Yeah. Up. And I'm not saying, look, I'm not here to give advice, but I am, but no, just, no, no. you know, the body just needs to build up to those distances. And to, that's just a legit race distance to, uh, yeah. to train for. And trust me, I'm all about listening to my body. Mm-hmm. If, I, if, I, if, I, if I if I wake up one morning and I'm like, it's not happening, it's not happening. Right. I mean, you kind of get bummed out. And I know the days that I don't work out, I get really crabby and I end up being like grumpy, dude. But <laughs> at the same time, like you said, your body needs rest every once in a while. And I, some of this training, you know, some people that just train, 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 train. You understand, like, now you start, now I'm starting to understand, like, where these injuries come out from, you know, that you just. Yep overtrain yeah. you know it's it's but, it's the strava effect god forbid somebody puts a easy recovery run on strava at a dude i'm 12 so minute funny. pace i'm trying to like knock off all these strava segments on my like, see i'm never gonna catch them never gonna catch them i need to make my own segment just so i can get that one day and like be the king of the hill and then well you know they just go out there and just ride for that one segment they're not like doing a training ride and hopefully they get it they go out there and just gun for that whole set with it with a with a Dude, I'm finding out like guys totally like are like going out and having a car yeah. in front of them and break wind <laughs> on the bike. I'm like, really? Yep. Is it that important? Come on. It's a Strava effect. But anyway, <laughs> it is the Strava effect. We're all trying to one up. That's each other. right. I guess though, if that's if it keeps you going and gives you something to shoot for, have at it. But yeah, I don't know. It's, it's I don't know. <laughs> it's just weird. hey, I'm not about to take myself too seriously. So uh... no, and you know, I don't think hell no. <laughs> I just remember we were, it was so funny, dude. When we when we went to drop off our bikes yep. the Friday before the Saturday the race, <laughs> we were walking back to T one, and there was that dude with that he was like full on like race yep. kick clothes, the arrow helmets on. He's pushing his bike. I mean, peacocking with the capital yeah. P. I'm just like, you and me just looked at each other and just gave us that look. We're like, really? yeah, I know that's that's the worst. I was intimidated though. Seriously, dude, I was intimidated. It was some going into that race. I was. I guess I'm easily intimidated because there was some people that had legit like game face on. I'm like, Oh man, this is going to be really hard. But then once I got on the bike and I realized like, you know what? I'm hanging in there. I'm all right. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. See, I mean, that's, that's the, that's the other side of our sport, the evil side of our sport, but 
it's yeah. it's testosterone and um you know but it wasn't even, even some of the even some of the, the, yeah, the women races were intimidating point. i mean they're just like <laughs> legit like oh i'm like oh my god these women are gonna kill me but i don't know we all got along we all got to i think i think a lot of that stone face game faces actually comes out of somewhat of a bit of yeah you know what yeah, I mean? it's daunting put your game face on because don't show them you know don't let them see a sweat yeah, plus it's like you know it, it's it's a it's a rough day ahead of you you know it's you're gonna get your ass handed to you yeah. for a little while so you know what though you know what i finished that race and we're sitting there we're eating whatever and, I'm, and, I, and, I, and it just happens probably in all the races i've done probably 90 percent of my races i finished them like i could have went harder and i think because i have that self-preservation thing in my yeah. head or not to push myself into the red that much. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I need to get over that and learn to push myself. I like you, I've been telling you that for months. I need to learn how to push myself into the red a bit yep. more. We'll see. We'll see how Boston goes. We'll, so we'll, I'll pull you around the course. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. Thanks. Especially on the run. <laughs> you got it, man. <laughs> uh, all right. right, dude, let's wrap this up because, um, okay, we got to wrap this thing up. So, uh, yes, everybody sir. knows how to find you. Um, the unhacked yeah. Russian instagram account yes and uh on, yeah, yeah just find me on instagram uh any you could always any any um any, usually i'm connected with you all the time right. anyway so we're always like hitting each other up yes cool man i will put everything in the show notes and i appreciate you coming on and we will talk after boston all right brother be safe and dude just so you know i used to do podcasts for this, for this movie thing you're doing a great job so don't ever think you're not doing this this has been awesome i think you do an awesome job interviewing you have a very good talent for getting people to answer questions and talk stuff so just to get that out there so you know it's on the record that you're doing a bang up job and keep it going i like it thanks brother i'm sure and other people i appreciate it man i truly appreciate it all right right, dude dude, talk soon all right see you bye All right, there you have it my rev3 quasi race report and conversation with Mr. Eric Barone. I told you, he's just an awesome dude. And go follow him on Instagram. Big guys try. His account is no longer hacked by Russian spies. (laughs) So uh, you can follow him now for laughter and fun and not taking himself too seriously. But uh, great conversation, great guy. Looking forward to racing Boston Try with him next month. And then looking forward to hearing how he does in Ironman Atlantic City 70.3. That's all I have for you today. As always, you know how to find me, jmac underscore tries. Until next time, talk soon.